Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. For the half century that WCBS 880 has served as an all-news radio station, there truly is one voice that seems to rise above the rest. The Osgood File. This is Charles Osgood, and I'll see you here on the radio. In the newsroom, I can tell you there is genuine affection for Charles Osgood. Admiration, reverence, respect. He's considered our patriarch. He was here at the beginning. This is News Radio 88 WCBS FM New York. Good morning. This is Charles Osgood, News Radio 88. August 28, 1967, the first day of the all news format. Just hours earlier, a small plane hit the WCBS tower on High Island in the Bronx. The plane crashed into the water. The radio tower was demolished. It was the AM radio tower for station WCBS and also for WNBC. Those stations were immediately knocked off the air. It was a scramble to get back on air. WCBS radio will operate on FM until such time as auxiliary transmission can be put into operation. Looking back, Charles Osgood remembers he always wanted to be on the radio. There were plenty of programs at that time to feed his imagination. Hi-o, Silver, the Lone Ranger. The Shadow Nose. The Green Hornet. Up in the sky, look, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. He listened to the early pioneers of news radio, too. When I was a kid, you know, this is World War II. So I got the, the voices that I heard a lot of were Ed Morrow, Gabriel Heater, Lowell Thomas, and, and, and some of these people were still doing it, and I got to know them, you know. Uh, and that, that's, I, I knew that I, that's what I wanted to do. After attending Fordham University, Charles Osgood put his mellifluous voice to work as the announcer for the U.S. Army Band. I started working for different radio stations in, in Washington, and I continued to do that with different names. I continued at WFUV. I couldn't use my real name, which is Charles Wood, because... I was in the army. You know, you're not supposed to do that. And but but it wasn't. I mean, I've been using Osgood for that's my middle name, and uh, uh, you know, to to this day, I, I do that. He made his way to ABC Radio in New York with another well-respected young journalist. Flair Reports was was originally called Flair, and so they wanted to make it sound more newsy when when the when the news division took over the show, and uh, it was a pretty good gig. And I ended up over here because they, they wanted to get Ted Koppel and he wasn't available. <laughs> you just happened to be available. You stepped into something, though. I, I, I did, yeah. but it was a little bit like, the, like you know, it's, a, it's a sort of a coincidence. If he hadn't gone over there to talk with them, he didn't know what they wanted to talk about. But he, he and I were friends, and, and so he, you know, he, he dropped my name, and I ended up, uh, I ended up, over there, at the, at the, at WCBS, you know, when 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 it became news radio, it was a golden era. 
there were fabulous, fabulous people at WCBS, and some of them became, you know, the giants in the industry. Like the late Ed Bradley, who became a pillar at 60 Minutes, and a future executive who was responsible for hiring Charles Osgood to host Sunday Morning on CBS. The guy who would hand the next cassette to the, to the tech in the control room became, he moved through the ranks, became the president of CBS News, became the, the director of broadcasting for, for, for broadcast operations for, for CBS. Uh, and then he went and became the chairman of Sony. Who was that? Sir Howard Sterner. He's, he wasn't a sir then. He was just Howard in those days. Started out handing off carts. Yeah, yes, and keeping a log. But he, but he was very, very good at what he, what he did, very, very smart, and he had a great... He was really the one, because when, when, when Charles Corralt decided that he did not want to do Sunday morning anymore, uh, it, was, it was Howard Stringer who asked me if I would do it. And he knew you from those early days That's at right. WCBS 880. That's right. The little boy hanging on every word floating from the family radio was living his dream and following in the footsteps of some of his heroes. Some people are much better at this than others, but the best was Paul Harvey. I mean, I've, I've been riding with, with, a, with a camera crew out in the middle of the country somewhere. We're, we're, we're going to do something. And we're talking to each other, and here, co- here would come Paul Harvey on, on, on the air. This is Paul Harvey. Good day. And then he would... He would, he would tell these stories, you would remember them the rest of the day because of, because of the, the, the choice of words. I actually got to meet Vince Scully. <laughs> and uh, he retired just about the same time I did from, yeah. uh, from his uh, mm-hmm. you know, being there doing, doing coverage of, of, the, of the games. And uh, people say, and I, I have no reason to doubt it, that he was the, just the best there ever was. He was so good. He could use the... He, he, Use the language so well, and he knew how to. Uh, to sometimes he didn't say anything, but the, but those were those were times that were well chosen. And when there was and there was nothing being said, the next thing words out of his mouth would be classic. If you're at CBS, I mean, you could just walk down the hall here, you know, and and this Walter Cronkite, holy smoke, <laughs> and 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 then you get to know him and go out on their boat, <laughs> that sort of stuff. If you notice, Charles Osgood pays close attention to words, language. He has a keen ear for detail. That's essential if you're going to paint word pictures on the radio. In radio, all you had to do is say, once there was a castle on a hill, and millions of castles were built in people's minds. They, it, it was up to the listener to as to what kind of a castle it was going to be. It was a castle. And so you, you, can, you take advantage of, uh, of people's imagination. And, and that, but uh, and I say take advantage. I mean, you, it, that's what it's there for, is for you to communicate. And radio is easier, much easier to communicate on than television is. Writing for radio must be descriptive and concise. Mark Twain had, uh, had written somebody a long letter and said, uh, I'm sorry if I had more time, I would have written you a shorter letter. And it's much harder to... It was like the Lord's Prayer on the head of a pen or something like that. You know, how do you... How, how do you, in the in a couple the couple of minutes that, that you've got, actually, but in by radio standards, if I do if I devote a, a, a 
two and a half minute piece to uh, to a certain subject. That that's that's a rare opportunity to get to talk to something somebody on television or on on or on radio for for that long. I mean, they're mo- mostly they're they're short. Some of Osgood's shortest works are his most memorable compositions, the reports that rhyme. The inspiration, he says, came from all of the Dr. Seuss books that he read to his children. One of the first books I, I did, I, I sent to Dr. Seuss, and I said to Theodore, to, I dedicated the book to him, I said to Theodore Geisel, Dr. Seuss, who gave me a new way to look at the news. <laughs> and I got, a, I got a note back from him. The name of the book was "Nothing Could Be Finer Than a Crisis That Is Minor," and what he what he said in his note to me was, "Nothing could be finer than to be an Osgood inspirer." <laughs> Rhyming, he discovered, works quite well on the radio. It tickles a playful corner of the brain. Radio listeners pay close attention; they are engaged. But I do think radio is a, is is a fascinating medium, and if you if you are lucky enough, as I have been. To do radio, uh, there's, there's no there's no relationship quite like the one between somebody driving a car, probably in the morning. Uh, of course, prime time radio used to be evening, same as uh, same as television. But they're there, and they uh, and and it's a it's a it's a captive audience, and they will they. they if they if they want to hear the show, they know what time they. The, the strange relationship between a station like WCBS and and its audience and time, you know, what time is it? We tell you the time quite often, and plenty of other useful information. A lot of people still uh, wake up to an alarm clock, and it's usually an alarm clock radio, and so there there, there the station is. Just when you, well, when you're dressing, is when you need to know what the weather is out there. And when and and if you, when you're going to work, you need to find out where the where the backups are. And we still have a place in this uh, ever-evolving technological world. I'm happy to say, <laughs> yes, indeed. But people just assumed. I think I think I must have assumed that if you could do something that where you could not only listen to it but but see it, that would be uh, that would be terrific. And why would you ever listen to the radio? Well, we today. There are more people listening to, to radio than, 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 are, than are watching network television. Those people listening to Charles Osgood are probably fans of his dulcet tones, his easygoing conversational style. There's a trick to achieving this natural voice. Charles Osgood does not announce. When he sits behind a microphone, he imagines that he's having a conversation with his sister. I want to think of the audience as somebody like Marianne because she thought it was funny. And and she and 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 she laughed a lot and was and was uh, certainly the the one that would put me at ease. Another fan favorite, no doubt, is Osgood's signature sign-off. He explains he thought of this famous phrase while following up a television report about a cartoonist. I was going to say, "I'll see you in the, I'll see you in the funny papers." And I think that was an, that's an old expression. My mother used to say that. And uh, so I, I said, "Oh, I know what I'll do," because because it was then like eleven o'clock at night, and I was going to be doing radio the next morning. So I said, "I'll see you on the radio." However, uh, 
many years after that, when I was I, I was on Larry King's show. I mean, just as a, as a guest occasionally, and he told me that he used to say that, and and that I, I should give him credit for having another. I said I I didn't know you d you did that. So two great minds with a <laughs> single thought. <laughs> So many stories, so many wonderful memories. Over the decades, Charles Osgood has informed and entertained us. He's made us smile. I'll be 85 in, in a few weeks. But uh, I, 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 I know that at some point that somebody will tap you on the shoulder and say, that's it. And, and, that, and that happens to, you know, to individual things you do and to, to, to assignments you have. And, and it shows that you're on. That you, that you, but it, you know, I, I will do it as long as there's somebody who, who wants to hire me to do it. Well, I'm not ready to say goodbye. <laughs> That's the first thing. I am. I'm retired from doing the Sunday morning uh, uh, show, and the Osgood file is uh, is still is still doing well, and I and I I get pleasure out of doing it. And we look forward to hearing you, Mr. Osgood, right here on WCBS. I'll see you online at Facebook, Twitter, and at theosgoodfile.com. This is Charles Osgood, and I'll see you right here on the radio. Sean Adams, WCBS News Radio 880. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.